On first down, they hand off to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10, he's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40, he's at the 30, he's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. Today was officially the first day of full padded practice and training camp. So today we kind of want to break down a few different things that happened in training camp. We'll start with the injuries. Uh, So Frank Reich talked about it. He said Justin Houston had a minor collision yesterday, and that kept him out. um, Something within the neck area. And then Braden Smith had a foot injury, but, but Reich says it appears minor. He's not really concerned about it. And then cornerback Kenny Moore, he left practice today with a strained groin, and uh, there hasn't been any updates on what exactly that means for Kenny Moore. Uh, so a few notable injuries. Uh, hopefully none of them are major concerns, and hopefully none of them hinder um, how you know these three players and their availability week one. Uh, Derek, what are your thoughts on these three guys getting injured um, and been injured these last couple of days? Yeah, uh, like you said, certainly not a great start for them. Uh, But, you know, it sounds as though it's not anything too bad for most of these guys. They said they're going to keep an eye on it over the next day or two to see if anything progresses or degresses. Uh, But, you know, Houston with that neck injury, I'd imagine it was probably just precautionary, you know, probably had some stiffness in the neck, be like, okay, take a couple days off, uh, just make sure that that doesn't get worse. And Braden Smith, I didn't hear much about that one. So if it wasn't if it wasn't big, I wasn't seeing it on Twitter. So my guess is, is it probably wasn't really bad. Um, yeah, which is a good sign. Uh, Kenny Moore, that's an interesting one. Uh, like you said, the groin groins are very specific and they're very uh, they're very touchy when it comes to kinds of injuries like this. Mm. Um, you know, it could be have him out for a few weeks. It could have him out for a few days. It depends on the severity. Again, it's we, we're being told that we're that these guys are getting these injuries, but we haven't had any updates yet, so kind of right. hard to gauge it. But from what it sounds like, none of it's too serious. So hopefully that remains the case. Because I mean, if they miss a couple days or if they miss this week, I don't care. That's fine. Just you know, as long as injuries don't continue to happen with the rest of the guys. Absolutely. Um, Speaking of some of the guys, so I made a video the other day basically looking at some guys that I felt like needed to have very strong training camps in order to make the final 53-man roster. Um, One of the guys was Tyquan Lewis, and it seemed like, based off of what I heard today, Tyquan Lewis was one of the names um, amongst Al-Qadim Muhammad, LaRaven Clark, and Grover Stewart who shined on one-on-ones today. And so that has to be super encouraging, uh, first off, for the Colts and also for Tyquan Lewis. It's been a very forgettable couple of years for Lewis since he's been brought into the league. Uh, Derek, how good do you think this is in your opinion for Taekwon Lewis to start off strong here in day one of full pads? I mean, it's huge. Uh, the guy definitely needs it. You mentioned it before. He's got to have a huge training camp. And, you know, with the, with the defensive line being so flexible this year with guys moving around, it's the perfect opportunity for Taekwon Lewis to take advantage of some opportunities. And honestly, I think the biggest thing for me was LaRaven Clark hearing his name brought into that 
uh, really excited to hear the Raven Clark who's making uh, good strides. You know, we always, I always thought he could be good. He's a big body left tackle. It's just one of those guys that needed to be stronger uh, upper body wise. But um, again, it's really good to hear Tyquan Lewis, LaRaven Clark, guys like that, who, you know, their futures with the team were being questioned and they're already in the first day um, having some good ones. Obviously it's first day, not a ton of team related, you know, things it's going to, that's going to come later on, but you know, first impressions, uh, some, the Colts media is eating it up. So, I mean, they're definitely doing something right. They just need to continue to keep doing that. Yeah. I mean, it's always really tricky with uh, offensive and defensive linemen, especially with no pads on. So it's good to get a little bit more of a gauge, um, albeit, you know, it's just one-on-ones. It's not, you know, full team practice, but it certainly has to be encouraging. And it is encouraging for Colts fans to, to hear some of those names, guys that have notoriously struggled um, in, the, in their first couple of years in the league. So uh, I don't think Grover Stewart was a big surprise. Al-Qadim Muhammad continues to make strides like we mentioned. Um, so that's always good to see. He's in that position battle for the other defensive end position alongside Justin Houston. Uh, so a couple interesting names there. And you mentioned position flexibility, Derek. One guy who played a lot of defensive end today, uh, Danico Autry. He's the guy that we thought potentially could have that. He's played some defensive end in his time with Indianapolis, and he played some defensive end today. Uh, give me your thoughts on that and what you think that could potentially mean for that defensive end position and then the backup interior uh, three technique. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those uh, – we've been talking about those a lot recently about whether or not Tyquan Lewis and Danico Autry would be moving to the outside because we felt we felt strongly about the defensive tackle depth, right? And they've already been saying today how the defensive line for the Indianapolis Colts just looks different with DeForest Buckner in the middle. So that's obviously a good sign. And you want to see Danico Autry be used in other ways. He's one of those guys that, you know, I don't know if he quite works in the end position. I think he's he's fast enough to be able to do it. I feel like his mechanics are good enough. I just don't know if his body type is really what they want. I don't know if he's slimmed down or not, but, you know, he's a, he's a pretty big guy to be coming off the edge. Uh, that's certainly something that I w- want to look forward to seeing, but – yeah, it, it, I think it also just depends on who you want as your best pass rushers out there, right? You have, obviously, you'll have DeForest Buckner. You'll have, and we don't think Grover Stewart, at least right now, Grover Stewart's not the best pass rusher on the inside that the Colts have. I think, uh, I think one of the reasons that Danico Autry is getting this opportunity is because, again, in obvious passing situations, you want the best four guys on that defensive line who can get to the pass rusher, wherever that may be. So ultimately, that's what you're wanting to try to do here. You're wanting to see if Danico Autry can move to the outside and some flexibility to be able to say if they're if we're facing a, a weak right tackle and Danico Autry can take advantage of that. So it's good to see him being flexible. Uh, good to see him getting snaps elsewhere. We'll just have to see if that keeps – we'll just have to see if he continues to progress in that. I'm interested to see that. 
Yeah, I wonder if they, you know, obviously Jabal Sheard wasn't the best pass rusher in the world, but he offered a lot in the, in the run-stopping game. Now, I think Danico Autry isn't as good of a run-stopper as Jabal Sheard, but still, he's not bad at stopping the run. And I think maybe the thought is he's a little bit bigger body, like you mentioned. Um, he can be a little bit more effective against the run as opposed to a Kamoko Ture or one of those guys like that that are more pure pass rushers. So I get the idea, um, and it'll be interesting because I feel, feel like Autry, even though he may, if he does indeed stay at end, I can see him going anywhere. I think he can go anywhere on this defensive line, um, and I think that's a very valuable thing to have is position flexibility. Uh, so you mentioned DeForest Buckner. Obviously, you saw the picture, uh, Buckner towering over all the other defensive linemen um, on the Colts this, next, this, uh, this year in training camp. Uh, another guy who looked a lot bigger in pads, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, people were saying, I saw comments, people were like, why is a linebacker running the ball? Like, Jonathan Taylor is just a very well-built individual. Um, he's a tank. I mean, to say it lightly, I mean, he he's going to be a problem for people to tackle. I mean, honestly. Um, and Taylor had this to say kind of on uh, the physicality of the game. He said, I embrace it a lot. I embrace keeping the chains moving, and to do that, you have to be physical and grind out some yards, and I take pride in that. Derek, what were your initial thoughts of seeing Jonathan Taylor finally in horse, uh, finally in pads for the horseshoe this year? I, I'm looking at the video right now. I have it up, and I mean, <laughs> I mean, wow. I mean, Indianapolis Colts even saying he's larger in pads, which is incredible to think of. I mean <laughs> – Listen, Dylan Murphy, who follow, who follows me and I follow him, I love you, man, but this comment you made about this, it, it, he says, why do I fear he'll be Trent Richardson? Oh, I saw that. I, I, like, Dylan, look, <laughs> man. Look, Dylan, 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 listen, listen. Trent Richardson never had the drive to get better. That's the mm -hmm. issue. He was great in college because his athleticism was so amazing compared to everyone else. He just was like, oh, well, I can do this. This is easy. And he just never kept up with it. He just never kept up with the mechanics. He never kept up with trying to be a true running back. And that's ultimately why he failed. And not to mention his off-the-field troubles also got him in trouble as well. So, I mean, this, isn't, this is not a Trent Richardson, okay? I don't remember Trent Richardson being 5'11", 225 pounds, can run a 4'4", actually faster, and can move like this. I, I, Jonathan Taylor, oh my Lord. You know, and, and the funny thing is the, the Packers, Matt LaFleur was talking about uh, A.J. Dillon, for, uh, the running back that they drafted in the second round this year. Uh, it's a really good question of whose legs are better. The, the obvious answer is A.J. Dillon. That man has tree trunk legs. I mean, we thought Saquon Barkley had tree trunk legs. A.J. Dillon has tree trunk, has like oak tree legs. I mean, holy cow, that man is built differently. But I said it. I said, Jonathan Taylor just doesn't look human. No. He really doesn't. He just does not look like your normal NFL running back. And, you know, they talked a lot today about, you know, what, how he got to be so big and why he plays the way he does. And he said that his coaches from ever since he started playing 
said it's the the big power backs, which Jonathan Taylor, you can put into that category. Even yeah. though he's more than just a power back, he is a power back. He can do that. Um, he said that those are the guys that move the chains. They're the guys that continue drives. And he says he prides himself on that. And right. I'm glad. I'm glad to have that guy that is not afraid on a third and one saying, I don't care if I rough myself up. I'm going to get that first down. I, I can appreciate that. And it's good to know we have him doing that. For sure. I mean, I feel like Mac has gotten better at being more of a physical back, but that never was his forte. Yeah. Like he, he didn't do that. Like we, he wasn't known for that. He was known for, you know, breaking it outside and making those big long runs like we saw last year. But yeah, it's just a whole different story with Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he's almost 230 pounds, I think maybe 225, almost. somewhere around there, 5'11", and he's built like a tank. You just got to think, man, Jacksonville and Houston must just be like, oh my gosh, we have to, we first, we had to tackle Derrick Henry twice a year. Now after, now we have to try to tackle this guy twice a year. Yeah. For I real. mean, those AFC South defenses, especially those two, good luck. I mean, I mean, I mean the, the, man. it's amazing because the, the AFC South has tons of running backs that play the same way. Okay. Jacksonville has Leonard Fournette. He's always been a power back. We know that. Right. Uh, obviously the Colts now have Jonathan Taylor to take that role. Uh, the Texans have David Johnson. David Johnson can do a bunch of things, but David Johnson is a physical running back. He's never been afraid of physicality. And obviously you have Derrick Henry who makes a living off of just making people just shredding tackles. I mean, it really is incredible. This AFC South division, everyone has one of those running backs. Yeah. It definitely is. And Jonathan Taylor definitely brings another physicality to this Colts running room that they desperately needed the last couple of years. Um, so Ryan Kelly, Ryan Kelly was talking today with the media about the cadences, Philip Rivers cadences. He said, cadence is a big thing. Can't stress that enough. How he sees things being Philip Rivers, how he communicates. He brings a certain skill set, knowledge and IQ of football that I haven't seen before. Now keep in mind, he, he's worked with Andrew Luck before. Yeah, We've done a great job honing in on that, getting all five guys with them on the same page. Uh, first off, Derek, talk to me about that, and then we'll move on to the second part about Ryan Kelly. Yeah, so I, I retweeted uh, and commented on Laura Overton's one where she was talking about that. Um, and it, it makes sense because, you know, even though Andrew Luck was really good and his cadence, you could always know when it was going to happen because that raspy voice – that screechy, <laughs> raspy voice, you always knew when it was coming. Can you can you do it? Can you do the voice? I think I can. I, I probably could, but we'll do that at a different time. <laughs> I feel like I could. I would have to re-listen to it, and now I think I could probably do it. But, um, no, Philip Rivers, I understand that because it's good that Ryan Kelly is admitting to it that Rivers has so many years in this league. He knows how to do this, right? He knows how yeah. to get cadences down, knows how to get people off sides. I always said that cadence is so important when it comes to your offensive lineman and your quarterback because knowing the cadences is the difference between you false starting and a defense going off sides. That's right. how it is. And Andrew Luck had a good, had a really good cadence. There were multiple times Andrew Luck caused people to jump off sides because of that yell. And yeah. And Philip Rivers has those as well. Philip Rivers does it. And from what I heard, they, they've been on, they've been on, they've been in sync with each other ever since practices, on field practices started. They've, they've been doing really well. Quentin Nelson said for 
like the first three days of practices, they didn't have one mishap with each other when it came to that. So, I mean, that's good. I'm glad that the offensive line is figuring that out. And I'm glad that Ryan Kelly's saying, you know, we understand that this man is very smart. We're understanding it. It, it, He's saying he has an IQ of something I've never seen before. That's a good thing to hear from your quarter, from your starting center who needs to know that cadence more than anyone else. So it's good to see. It's good to see Ryan Kelly getting into it. And it's good that the offensive line seems to be getting the cadences with Phillip Rivers right away. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so, so important for this offensive line, even now, because um, they don't have a whole lot of time, you know, together. I think it was something like 11 padded practices before they opened down in Jacksonville. That's not a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, and Frank and, and Ryan and Kelly even talked about it. He said, it's nothing compared to past years. When you had an entire preseason, you were in pads, and now you only have 11 days. I mean, that you have yep. to get stuff down, and you have to get it down very quickly. Yep. Speaking of Kelly, so he also said that he's hopeful for a contract extension, and that will happen soon. He says his agent has continued to talk with the Colts. Uh, I'm curious, Derek, do you think the Colts should extend Ryan Kelly? Obviously, we think they should, but when do you think they should extend Ryan Kelly? Should they do it before the season starts, during the season? What are your thoughts on on extending Ryan Kelly? Well, I mean, they should do it before the season starts. They absolutely should. Because the issue you then have is is if you wait till after this season's over, Ryan Kelly's most likely going to ask for more money. And if you're the Colts, you obviously want to try to save some of that money. I mean, we know know they're going to sign him. We know they have to. He's one of the most pivotal parts to that offensive line. He's a top three center in this league. And if we were to let him go, I guarantee you 20 – Literally 90% of the rest of the NFL is calling is calling Ryan Kelly's agent the moment that news comes out. The moment. They're not even hesitating. They're going to throw all that money at him because they know how pivotal he is. So oh, they yeah. need to do this now. They need to get it done within the next week or two weeks. If they can, get it done before the season so that way you have a little more leverage and you already know you're going to do it, so you might as well just get that leverage now while you can so that way and even if he gets hurt part way through the season it doesn't matter you still know you're bringing him back you still get him for good uh you still get a small percentage discount on what you would have to pay him at the end of the season if he continued to play at the level that we know he can so get it done now get it done now before the season get some and it sounds like they're they're pretty much in it right i mean chris ballard and the others have been in contact with his agent multiple times I mean, it, it, I feel that a that a deal is on the verge of being broke here in the next week or so. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Are there any other guys? I'm curious your thoughts. Any other guys that you would say? I I think the Colts should extend them. Uh, you know, before the season starts. Any other guys that come to mind? Um, not really a ton that I can think of right off the top of my head. If you're confident in a if you're confident in an Anthony Walker to do that, I would say potentially do that. Um, outside of that, not a ton of guys that I would confidently sit here and say, do that before the season starts. Uh, Ryan Kelly is one of the only ones that I can really think of. Yeah, I know that totally makes sense. I totally agree with you there. Uh, so I don't know about you, but just seeing all these live updates, man, that got me super pumped for the season. I mean, I was just like, oh my goodness, it's actually a reality now. 
Like, I, I think I never really, you know, I knew it was coming up, but I was always, always like, I just have to wait till I actually like hear news it, about the Colts. It like actually news, feels like know? football season. It, it feels like football season now. It's amazing. It it's awesome. It's, it's great to see exciting. the maniac just being the maniac too. I, I, Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. Well, that's kind of the updates for today. Uh, if there's any other updates, uh, we'll be sure to let you guys know. But for Derek and myself, thanks guys so much and go Colts.